Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Oliver here. Oh, thank you for having cool. me on your show. It was so awesome to cool. be here with you and all your listeners. Cool. I ain't saying you're going to screw. Screw and cool. cool. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what cool. I meant. <laughs> cool. 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 You know, we need both shows like this because people need as much relationship help out here as they can get. is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. All right. We'll go ahead and kick things off. T2Q radio show number 562 starts right after this word from... The Crystal Show and her feature, A Pimp's Perspective. From A Pimp's Perspective, featuring Eminem, make sure you're tuning in live exclusively on The Crystal Show. What up, Chris? What up, Radio World? It's your boy, Eminem, a.k.a. My Mind. Yeah, Money Maker, the Hope Breaker. Yeah, Mr. She Get Laid, I Get Paid, motherfucker. You know, I'm the face that's never sad. Sweetie, I'm the dad you never hate. When times are rough and things are tough, sugar don't think too hard. There's always Mother Nature's credit card. So sit back and listen to my directive as I give you this real shit from a pimp's perspective. Mm, give it to me, Daddy.
thanks to The Crystal Show for being a sponsor of tonight's Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinion. All right, a couple things going on, but before I do that, to the phone lines I go. To the 850 code, the Emerald Coast. Welcome on the man in black, the homie Buck. Buck, what's happening, man? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, man. How are you? Doing fantastic, sir. Just Very good. Relaxing, just chilling. Okay, I'm going to be in your neck of the woods this weekend down in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. Hoping that I can see you there also, sir. Hopefully I'll be down there. I'm just trying to trying to get make the arrangements now, trying to make sure I can be down there for the game. So looking forward to it, seeing what these seniors going to do. Yeah, I'm going to check it out, man. Then I got to head right back because I'm trying to make a party Saturday night. So. Well, same here, actually. We got a um, we have a little get together over at Conrad's. They they call it the uh, um, they have it's the the end of the it's it's a really unique party that he throws, um, where they take all the old calendars from the previous year, old yeah. Christmas trees, whatever. We just throw it in the fire. That's okay. supposed to be get rid of all the stuff from the previous year. It's kind of cool, you know, something different, That's cool, you know, right? some little traditional thing that they do. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah. All right, yeah. man. Well, I'm gonna start off with um, let's see, kind of starting off on on a on a sad note, man. One of my favorite actors from a show from way back in my childhood, a guy by the name of Abe Vigoda, passed away at the age of 94. Now, I'll be honest with wow. you, I thought he was already dead. They had rumors for him dying in the 90s, and maybe I was one of the guys that believed him. Uh, I thought he was already passed away, but Yes, he was still around and still kicking it. Um, I remember seeing him in a a Snickers commercial with Betty White, you know, a few Super Bowls ago. So I guess uh, it's one of those out of sight, out of mind type of things. But, yeah, he was uh, Fish and Barney Miller. Uh, He was in, um, I think, the second Godfather at Sal Tessio. Okay, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and um, he was also part of Beastie Boys. Folklore and a couple of their songs. They mentioned Abe Vigoda. Yeah. And so yeah, this is the guy that made his his first TV appearance in 1949. Wow. We've lost a lot of actors and actresses this 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 month alone. I mean, it's been very very overwhelming. From Glenn Fry last week, um, of course we know David, David Bowie. Yeah. Uh, the the I forgot what the guy's name was that was the bad guy from the first Die Hard that fell off the building. Yeah, um, I can't think of his name either. Yeah, but he was also, that guy was also in the Harry Potter films, um, and Natalie Natalie Cole. So I mean, we've lost some 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 big time actors and actresses this this yeah, month. Yeah, Alan, so Alan Rickman. Yeah, Alan Rickman. Yep. One of the best damn bad guys ever was in a movie. Yeah, yeah. Know, that became a cult classic so fast. Boy, I mean, Christmas ain't Christmas without watching the first Die Hard. So, yeah, Hans <laughs> Gruber. Hans, Hans Gruber. Gruber. But yeah, hopefully we won't lose too many more. I mean, it's been a pretty rough month as far as you know actors and actresses passing away. So hopefully that'll slow down a little bit. But let's get this show kicking, brother. We are, man. First of all, I want to mention. Um, just touch on a little news, man. Uh, Donald Trump appears to be boycotting Thursday's debate in Iowa. Now, he mm-hmm. says that he didn't want to do the debate because one of the um, people on the panel, Megyn Kelly, uh, he says Megyn Can- Kelly is biased and, you know, he doesn't want to deal with her as far as a debate. And so he's always hinted that he would boycott, he would boycott, and I guess now he's going to do it. He says he's going to boycott this debate because Megan Cannell is on the Megan Kelly is on the panel, who um, three people who would be asking questions and facilitating the debate, and he doesn't want anything to do with her. So it's pretty interesting. I've never seen someone uh, actually boycott because. Uh, you know, their dislike of someone. I mean, what do you think about that, man? He letting this this personal beef between him and Megan kind of, you know, affect his success? Because he's rolling right now. Well, the thing about Donald Trump, and if anybody's been, you know, keeping up with this thing, they know this man's not playing with a full deck. 
I mean, anytime you let somebody as stupid as, as uh, Sarah Palin give you an endorsement, that <laughs> that right there should let you know that that's not somebody you should vote for. Man, Donald I thought Trump she was high awesome. when she gave that endorsement. <laughs> uh, I mean, just just because she might be a little bit cute doesn't mean she got any brains. This girl, this woman is dumb as a box of rocks. And then, you know, when you have somebody like that endorsing you, that doesn't, to me, it doesn't fare well with, with, uh, with you either. So, I mean, look, Donald Trump is saying things that people want to hear. Maybe the, you know, the people that think that the country is, you know, going in a bad direction. The country is not going in a bad direction. It's taken a lot to kind of get it to where, you know, where it is. And people don't realize how bad it was. You know, they want to blame everything on, on, on Obama when that's not necessarily their case. Um, now, I don't agree with everything Obama has done, but he has gotten his country going in the right direction. Secondly, when you're going to sit up there and try to blame the president for your kids, PTSD, and, and you know, beating, beating the brakes off of some damn chick, I mean, that, to me, Obama don't have shit to do with that. That has something to do with your parenting and how you raise your child and the, some of the choices that he made. You can't put that on the president. So... If Donald Trump is stupid enough to let somebody this stupid to endorse you, you lost my vote when you put her on the stage. He didn't have my vote anyway. But still, I mean, it's just it's it's a really a sad time for this country to put up with all the ignorant, stupid, bipartisan bullshit that we're seeing in, the, in these damn debates that we've seen so far. And um, really and truthfully, at this point. As far as president go, I'd rather have Mickey Mouse be my president than one of these motherfuckers that we got running. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they're Democratic or Republican. I'd probably Republican. vote for Mickey, but, too. I mean, I vote for Darth Vader before I vote for one of these motherfuckers. I mean, they, they, all of them stupid. But the only, one thing I can't say this, I don't know if anybody, since we're talking about politics, I don't know if anybody saw the Democratic debate. Now, Bernie Sanders held his own. I know he's 75, and that's kind of who I'm leaning toward. But I, don't, I can't remember the other gentleman's name that was on the panel. Um, what was the uh, other guy? Martin O'Malley. Yeah, I don't know if y'all watch, if y'all watched the debate or not. I think this is a guy that could sneak up in there and change some things. O'Malley sounded pretty good up there, and he held his own the other night when he was on that debate. So I mean, he didn't get to say much because they were battling between Hillary and, and Bernie. But I'm tell you what, what he did say something. It was it was something smart and very intelligent. You might want to keep your eye on that one. Okay. Yeah, I like O'Malley, and um, unfortunately, he's not going to win. He's not getting a lot of props or anything like that. But he's reasonable. Like he's he's trying. You know, he actually yeah. comes off to me as someone who pays attention. He's listening. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's like go. You know, of course, those type of people don't ever win. But uh, yeah. yeah. But as far as something else, Bush uh, Trump did on Good Morning America. Uh, George Stephanopoulos asked him about um, a, a, something that Henry Barber said. Henry Barber is the nephew of Haley Barber, and Henry Barber's up in Washington. And Henry Barber yeah. made a comment saying that um, um, to the people of Iowa, essentially, vote for anyone except for Trump or Cruz. All right? But George yeah. Stephanopoulos misquoted who said that. And he said that Haley Barber said. Okay. So, the gov- former governor of Mississippi. So, Donald Trump yeah. went off on Haley Barber, and it was hilarious. And he basically <laughs> said that, you know, his name's not in the news anymore. He ain't heard his name in a year and a half. He said he's mad that uh, he's one of those, essentially, from the good old boy network. And he's mad that mm-hmm. the network is changing hands. And, I mean, he really, really stuck it to Haley Barber. And even yeah. though Haley Barber wasn't the one that made the quote. And it's been really reverberating across the state of Mississippi. And it's been hilarious to me, uh, commenting yeah. about it on Facebook and stuff. So <laughs> Trump is just taking shots at everyone, man. And it seems to be working, though, Buck. I mean, the last poll yeah. showed that he was up like 41% to 19% over Ted Cruz. I mean, that's huge. Why is it It that everyone's jumping on board, man? I mean, at first it was like a joke, but are people really enjoying the fact that he tells it like it is and they're not thinking about the fact 
that when it comes to foreign relations, he's going to offend everybody overseas. Well, that's what the, that's what people better start looking at. All right, it's good to talk, you know, talk that talk and, and attempt to walk that walk, but we have to look at the reality of this country. All right, if you go in there with you got to have some diplomacy. That's a, that's a huge word there, and if you take over the pre- if he does take over the presidency and don't have any diplomacy and don't know how to talk to and, and have nice good foreign relations, man, we gonna man, we gonna have Marshall. <laughs> you know, uh, nice good foreign <laughs> relations. <laughs> foreign relations. Well, hey, that's 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 true now. But anyway, all I'm trying to say is this. We're gonna be getting. We're gonna be having. We're gonna have some bombing going on in our own country, which we're already starting to have anyway. But it's gonna be twelve times worse. You know, Trump does not realize he is not the. And and this is what I don't think people, American people, understand. Because if they did, we wouldn't be having these kind of issues. You know, when it comes to the president, he is not the. You know, catch all, do all president. That stuff goes to the House and the Senate. That's where the disconnect is. That's where the problem is. All right. A lot of things that Obama promised and didn't get passed, it's not because he's making the laws. It's because of the House and the Senate. A lot of the shit that he's tried to pass, these motherfuckers have not decided. They say, look, we ain't going to pass it because of this, 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 and this. I don't care what the, you know, I don't care whether it was a black problem, whether he's black and the reason why he ain't signed it, or whether they didn't like what was in the damn bill or whatever. You can call it whatever you want to call it. The bottom line of it is the House and the Senate make the laws in this country. All he does is have veto power. And all that's going to do is make him go back to the drawing board, rewrite it, and then see if he approves it. So, look, people, it, if Trump gets him, if he is the president of the United States, we all going to have to, we're going to have to make sure we have some bomb preparation. We're going to have to have a bomb kit in our fucking houses because this man doesn't know how to talk to anybody. So, it all sounds well and good, you know. He sounds like he's a big badass, but he's not a badass once he gets it. Once he gets that title, the badass is the House and the Senate. Those are the ones who make the rules. Not only that, we live by the state and local laws. We don't necessarily, you know, we live by some of that stuff that they make up there, but not a lot of it. So you better keep that in mind when you're trying to pick a president. You know, the president' main goal is to try to keep people from trying to drop bombs on our ass and shit. And make you know make executive orders to you know go to war and those kind of things. That's what he's in control of. And as far as day to day operations of this fucking country, he really don't have that much power when it comes to that. So we need to kind of you know. But if you're gonna be a, got some, but if you're gonna be a figurehead, you still need to to represent in a respectful manner. And man, I just I just have a bad feeling about it. Martin O'Malley is the only one I really like. I mean, Bernie Sanders yeah. is not bad, but he gets angry. And he had, he has that angry old man get off my lawn type of look to him, and then Hillary is just I don't know man Hill, Hillary comes he's off as, as as disingenuous she's like, she really does. Well, she's sneaky like her her husband is, but a lot of people don't understand <laughs> it. You know, it'll be he's trying to sneak into drugs. Though. I don't know what she's trying to sneak into. Yeah, uh, she's trying to sneak into that presidency. What she's trying to do, but the bottom line of it is this: people, we have to have somebody that can talk to, you know, our foreign, you know, the people that we have, our foreign allies, and we have to be able to talk to people, and we got to be, be able to come to common ground with people that we're enemies of, and you just can't come in there and talk about, I'm just going bomb, to bomb the shit out of them. You don't think that those people overseas, our allies and our enemies are listening to what this motherfucker is saying? I mean, some of them are actually licking their chops going like, I cannot. If he gets to, he gets to be president of the United States, we gonna fuck these boys up. He does not realize what he's getting himself into. He better he better get some advisors or some somebody to tell him how he's got to be diplomatic about things. You're not gonna be in. You know you can talk all the shit you want to talking about. You are gonna bomb shit out of them. You don't want you don't want immigrants over here. You don't want these people over here. You don't want that people over here. This bitch sucks. Her tits too big. Her face look ugly and all this kind of shit. You can say all that shit you want. But if he becomes president of the United States, I'm telling you, we're going we to have to make sure we got some bomb shelter built because we're going to get fucked up if he talks <laughs> to people like that. <laughs> and if he does, then his ass will need to be the one to impeach. So let's, America, just listening to this radio show, 
you better start looking and better start really listening to what this son of a bitch is saying because what he's saying may make sense to some. Listen to all of what I'm saying, but I'm just telling you as far as listening to him, if you listen to him and what he's actually saying and what actually can be done, he cannot be the president of the, of the United States. And I'm just telling you that just this, if it's nothing more than just from common sense alone, he has none. He may be a big businessman, but this is a man that also declared bankruptcy five different times. Do you want somebody like that running your country? I don't think so. That's all I got to say on that. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Well, uh, like I said, the dude is, he's hilarious. Um, I enjoy the fact that he is disrupting the network, the good old boy network. I mean, I, I really enjoy that. I want him to disrupt it. But, um, yep. I, I mean, it's just people need to understand that he is uh, going to fool around and win if they don't watch it. If yep. they don't watch it, he's going to fool around and win. So they need to just pay attention, listen to guys like Martin O'Malley and see what he has to say. Give him a chance. I feel bad for him, though, because he ain't going to win, but I wish someone would give him a chance. All right, 347-202-0215 is the number. Go ahead and get started one of our topics, man. Buck, you know, after a relationship, people take it, people, you know, kind of take time differently uh, as far as some people take time away to just focus on themselves, you know, and not get involved with anyone else. Some people take the time to go call an ex or go find a jump off and just try to just forget about the person. They say the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else, you know. But, you know, of course, if you decide to go that route, that may involve finding a rebound chick or a rebound dude, okay? Mm -hmm. So when you find that person who is just a short-term answer, just to kind of get your confidence back, to get your swag back, and so you can go out and find that long-term solution. But, I mean, is that fair to that person? That's what we're going to discuss in the first topic so let me ask you this, but is a you know when you're you break up with someone, is the newly found free time the hardest thing to overcome after a breakup? Yeah, it is because I went through that last year. <laughs> so, um, trying to figure out um, sometimes you you know especially when you know you did everything right in the relationship and trying to make sure you do you know you when you know beyond a shadow of doubt you've done everything you could possibly do to do right and it wasn't your fault. And you in in break up whatever, um, you know it can be very difficult to try to find that free time and try to get your wheels back under you, so to speak. But for me, I don't look for I don't look for anybody to jump off and kind of get you know get back into it. What I try to do at that point is I try to do a combination of things. You know, first of all, you gotta gotta you know you know what you like. So me, you know, just like I don't believe in one night stands, I don't believe in jump offs. So my thing is is that, you know, you rediscover yourself first to a point. You know what you like. Get back to some of the things that you used to like doing when you were single or whatever. Secondly, you know, if you do find somebody, give them time. You know, go ahead and get back in, you know, get back in a relationship, but don't use them as a jump off. You, you make sure that because sometimes what people don't realize is you fool around and, and you deprive yourself of a great human experience. This could be the blessing that you are looking for. You know, sometimes people are taken out of your lives for a reason, mainly because you probably weren't supposed to be with them in the first place. So yeah, that's the main maybe reason. Maybe the person that, you know, so when you, when you find somebody else, don't bring in luggage from the old relationship. You start all over. You know, big mistakes sometimes when you go in there talking about what y'all used to do when you were with, when, when you were with your ex or whatever. Start that relationship fresh off the fresh off the boat, man. Don't mention the old relationship. Don't even tell me what the hell. All right, well, you're getting far too far ahead of me right now. Right. But um, but, but yeah, I, I get. I think the, the hardest thing for a lot of people is that free time that you have. It's like okay, you know, date night used to be this night. Now I don't have anything to do on that night, and um, mm-hmm. everyone you know takes it differently. You know, some people react differently. Yeah. Some people are okay with it and others um it can really drive them crazy. So so after a breakup, is it okay to have a rebound chick, you know, in, in your case, in order to regain that confidence? 
Man, I don't need, you know, first of all, you got to be confident in yourself. So I don't necessarily need a female to, to, to be confident. Um, it helps, but I don't need that kind of confidence. I like you get con- the way I get confident may be a little bit different than everybody else. If you believe in yourself, then, you know, when you find somebody, it's going to be pretty easy. So, you know, a con- for what a confidence for me, if I put on some of my, some of my best, and I go to the grocery store, and somebody smile, or they give me an eye, or whatever. That's all the confidence I need because I know I still got it going on. So, or you know, wherever I may go, somebody may come up, you know, come up, talk to me, or whatever, or something like that. And it may not be somebody that I'm necessarily interested in or anything like that. It may be just small talk. Hey, how you doing? You know, you doing all right? You know, whatever. Y'all talk a little bit. You don't even exchange numbers. But that's just all the confidence that I need that I know that, hey, you know, when I do find the one that I'm looking for, I'm straight, you know, because, you know, for me, it's easy. You know, once you close, once you get past the initial shock of the relationship and why, why it messed up or whatever and you move on, once you get past all the feminists and the feelings and all that and you move on, you close that door, you know, then, you you know, once you start doing your own thing again and figuring out what you want and you know what you want, then it gets easier from that point. But you have to keep your mind occupied, you know. On date night, if, you don't, if you're not doing something on date night, you know, that used to be, then do something that you used to do. Like maybe go to the gym that night or, you know, go ride a bike or, you know, play video games or um, call up one of your homeboys and go out to the bar and have a drink or two. You know, do some things, you know, go play basketball. You know, it doesn't have to be sports related. You know, just do something that you used to do that, you know, you know that will make you happy to keep your mind occupied. You know, or if you have some hobbies that you like to do, um, you know, whatever those hobbies may be, you know, go play. You know, if you're in a pool league or bowling league or something like that, um, or reading books, or whatever, whatever your hobby is, trying to get back into some of that. Because sometimes you get with somebody and you lose all of that, and that's why it's such a shock when you don't have a date and you break up with somebody and you don't have nothing to do. And you're sitting there, it gives you too much time to think about what the old relationship was about. You missing them, you call, you know, all that bullshit, and you don't need to go through all that. So try to find, you know, in order to find yourself, you got to do things that you used to do that you like. Or maybe it's something new, you know. Maybe you know, maybe it's a new place you want to go hang out at or something, or you know, whatever. You gotta, you got to channel that energy somewhere else. You got to occupy that time, so therefore, you're not thinking about the past. But sometimes that can come back to haunt you. No doubt, it can definitely do that. And I mean, my thing is. I don't I don't think it's a problem for people who are looking for a rebound to get their confidence up. Um, it's all about how you approach it, though, because, I mean, those can go horribly wrong. And, I, I mean, but should you let your rebound chick know up front <laughs> that they're a short-term option only? Well, if you, you know, that's something that you do, then, you know, you need to be – I think you're – regardless to what relationship you're in, I always think you need to be honest about it because if you're not, then it ain't going to last long regardless of what, what, what your intentions are. So um, if, you know, rebounding is something that you want, you know, that, that you know, hey, you know, this is not going to be something long-term, you know, be honest about it, man, because that's really, that'll keep, really that keeps people's feelings from being hurt. It keeps your feelings from being hurt too. Um, so, you know, I just think you have to be honest about everything you do in a relationship, regardless to you know, you know, let the people know what your intentions are up front. If, but you know, quality versus quantity, in my opinion, is you know, if you if it's somebody short term, in my opinion, it's somebody you probably shouldn't be messing with in the first place. So, I mean, but do you let them? I, I mean, but you let them know. Just say, hey. This is what it is. This is what I'm doing, and I'm not looking to, you know, I'm not looking to go yeah. that right with you. Yeah, but to, to save all the headache, don't mess with it. Nobody in this country should be messing with, with jump-offs. If you're messing with jump-offs, to me, that means you're settling. So 
if you got to settle to get a piece, you shouldn't be messing with it in the first place. So to deviate away from all that, only mess with stars. Not I mean, if you mess with jump off, to me that's settling. That's the reason why I don't mess with jump off. If I'm gonna mess with somebody, I'm gonna make sure they quality. So that's kind of the way I look at it. So you know, mess with somebody that that's worth messing with. So therefore, you ain't got to worry about it being a jump off. Makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, it makes sense. But so, let me go to the A65 area code, the Volunteer State of Tennessee, and bring on Daddy Rich. What's happening, man? What's going on? Not much, bro. DR, man, do you think that um, if you decide to go with a rebound, that you need to let her know she's a rebound? No, man, there's ways of letting them know without saying it. You know, the way I used to do it was, like, you know, I'd just say, man, look, I'm going to come over. I'd call them and say, look, I'm going to come over and see you, you know, or whatever tonight. And I'd go see them, and then they would call me, you know, the next day or something, blah, blah, blah. Hey, man, I'm busy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and basically I would just let them know, look, I'm going to see you when I want to see you. Don't worry about that. And they would, you know, <laughs> just fall in the suit without having to go through all that mess of what you really are, you know, right now. You see what the deal is, and, you know, I'm going to just see you when I see you. So that lets you know I got other things to see. So, you know, I, I always kept it to where – they kind of understood without really saying, you know, hey, man, you know, you know, this is just my first after this relationship or whatever. You know, I'm trying to get it going, you know, jump it off, you know, whatever. It, I never really said anything. It just basically let them fall into place. And you still with me? Yeah. Okay, okay. And, yeah, I don't think it's uh... – Anything that people just need to to just broadcast. I mean, yeah, of course it's nice if you just come out up front and just say this is what it is. But um, I don't think there's anything that people need to broadcast. Most people can figure it out. In today's society, it's almost better to be safe than sorry and kind of put it out there because people are crazy. But um, I don't know if it'll ultimately make a difference. But, but what do you think are the benefits of having a side chick? I mean, let's say, even though you may not be all for it, what are the benefits? Well, benefits is if the other one ain't putting out, then. And, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean other? side chick. I, I meant rebound chick. I didn't mean side chick. My bad. <laughs> oh, hey, I, you had to clarify. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, don't you, that's, a, that's a whole other subject by itself. Um, I know. Um, well, well, is it a benefit? Uh, I guess the benefit, the best thing is, is that you know you got you know, you know maybe they do some things that the, that your ex just didn't do. Um, you know they they know how to keep they they know how to keep things interesting for you. Um, you know they make you happy, they make you smile, they keep your mind off of the you know uh, uh, you know of your ex or whatnot. Maybe they do things that you wish your ex would have. Um, and maybe you know, and ultimately, you know, if it's a jump off, I mean, uh, not a jump off, but a uh, a rebound, uh, then maybe you know, maybe you know they, you know, they just do things that that you just like, you know, because everybody got things you you know, their likes and dislikes, but maybe she just you know, she gets your confidence going, you know, she keeps your mind off things, and you know, maybe it may butt into something. Who knows? Dr. What do you think, man? Um, what are the benefits of a of a jump off? I'm sorry, I keep saying jump off and side chicks. <laughs> Get my mind right. Which, what are the benefits which, of a rebound chick? <laughs> what are the about you? Oh man! Let's, yeah, let's ask you I'm gonna be questions. asking me questions in the minute. <laughs> <laughs> <Let's say. laughs> Man, man, man. But, man, uh, the benefits are they can get your swag back up, you know. You can get yourself, your confidence back in the game because when you lose something, you know, obviously you wanted to be with that. That was in your heart, you know what I'm saying. So, you know, you're going to be kind of shot down for a minute. But if you, you know, a rebound chick can get your swag back up to get the one you need, you know. 
Okay. So what are the, the what's the downside of a uh, of a rebound chick or you know for those for women for a rebound dude? Man, you might mess around and get one of them cray crays. That's gonna be crazy, you know. Put a brick in in your car window, come knocking at your door, you know what I'm saying? All that kind of good stuff. You just gotta be careful. You, you like I said, you gotta let them fall into place. You can't. You gotta make them. You gotta make them maneuver into their place and their lane, and and the way you know you gotta do your thing and let them maneuver into their place, so that that way they understand. You know, well, you know. Right now you're teetering the line, you know. Just chill out. Don't, don't, don't crowd my space here. You know, you can stay right there for a minute. <laughs> you got to treat them like that to basically make them understand. You know, I'm not wanting a relationship right now. I'm trying to figure some shit out. So you just stay right there and just hold on, man. You know, here again. I'll see you when I see. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that, man. I think there it's easy to have a lot of cons uh, from a situation like that because you're gonna have someone who may want to take things a little further than you wanted to go, and then you wind up with a, a situationship that you got to deal with that you don't want no part of. So, well, but how would you feel if you you know kicking it with this chick and you feeling her and everything and y'all you know. Doing well, and how would you feel if you found out that you were the rebound? Well, you know, anytime you get in a relationship, like I just stated earlier, you need to keep things that you know on the real, on the hundred, you know, keep them up front. I would be pretty irritated if I knew that I was the rebound. So, um, as long as you're honest with me and tell me up front what's going on, then I have you know, I have no problem with the you know, I have no problem with. It. Please don't keep you know. I give to me, you know. I give I give the person that I'm seeing all the chance in the world, but I'm really patient for the, you know, I'm really really patient, probably too damn patient sometimes. Um, and I'm I'm upfront simply because you know there's certain things that I like, there's certain things I like doing, there's certain certain ways that I like my female to be. So, you know, I'm not spoon feeding nobody. So, you know. I tell them up front what's going on, how I want it to be. You know, now if we're working through some things together or something like that, that's different because I know the person and what I, whatnot, and we work on it together, you know, as a unit. So, therefore, we can try to make things right. But, you know, if you're going to be dishonest with me, then I'm, you know, and I find out that I'm the, you know, I'm the rebound. I'm cutting bait. I'm cutting bait and going on down the road because I ain't got time for the bullshit. I'm too old. You know, when you turn 45, I mean, it may not sound old or some, but, you know, you know, common sense got to come into play somewhere. You got to think about people's feelings. So, you know, let me know up front what's up. You know, this is going to be a little thing that we do every once in a while and that's it. Then be up front with me, be 100 with me, and I'm cool. So, you know, if that's the way it's going to be, then if I have somebody else, then, you know, I don't want no surprises. But, you know, don't sit here and lie to me and tell me one thing, you're doing something else. Because then if you do that, then you know you on the side of you on the side of me that you don't want to be on. Dr. How do you feel, man? If you found out that you were the uh, rebound dude, man, it'd be all right with me. I, I'd just be like, okay, that's cool. You know, it is what it is. We'll we'll work through this. I'll fall right into place. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll fall r- right into place. I I I don't have no problems with that. Okay. That's good. That lets me know that I can be myself. I don't have to worry about trying to to, to uh, please your ass really that much. I can just, you know, be free. I can be free. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, man, I don't know. I just, I don't think I'd like it. I mean, I would deal with it. I would get over it um, because I'm the type of person who normally – gets over things kind of quickly. But um, I don't know. If I if I really know what's digging her, then at that point I'm like, okay, now I feel like you're wasting my time. And that's something, you know, Buck says time is something they don't make more of. And when someone wastes my time, man, it's like that's that's when it's personal. So I don't like it when exactly. people waste my time. And Lord knows I've had my time wasted um, in my life. 
you know, you always wish you can have that back. Yeah. All right, fellas, let me uh, take a quick break, and we will be right back with more Talk to Q Radio show and another topic. Hi, this is Aaron Anderson of the Marriage and Family Clinic at RelationshipRx.net, and you're listening to the Talk to Q Radio show, No Experts, Just Opinions. newsletter there as well. Sign up for it. My email newsletter. And in Portland, Oregon, there's a community that is setting aside the month of April for Whiteness History Month. Uh, And it's going to take a look to see what it means to be white and what privileges that whiteness affords. Now, a lot of people are going off on the deep end just from hearing that, but I need everyone to pay attention to me a little bit. Now, the, the the college's diversity council said that it's meant to examine race and racism through an exploration of the construction of whiteness, its origins, and its heritage. It's not meant to celebrate whiteness, but an effort to change the on-campus climate. Now, whiteness refers to the construction of the white race, white culture, and the system of privileges and advantages afforded to white people. So, Having said all that, and Dr. I'll start with you, man. Do you think a class that's taught to all races about how white privilege came about and how it affects other races would be an eye-opener to a lot of people when it comes to racism? I don't think it should be. To me, it's... That sounds educational. I mean, you know, we do have uh, black history that you can uh, study in colleges, uh, you know. And I would actually, I'm actually interested in finding out how they feel like they got privileges, you know, a white privilege. Why why do you have a privilege? Teach me why you have a privilege. You know, I want to see, and it's good to have that knowledge. I, I think that it's good to have the knowledge because for so long they've kept all this stuff secret to where, you know, nobody, you know, we don't know, you know what I'm saying? This could be something that they're going to bring out so we can understand. Oh, that's why y'all motherfuckers act like that, you know? Okay, now I see, you know, and then, so this could be something that could be educational to some, but it, I don't know how it was meant, you know, how these people were meant, if this is a sarcastic situation or if it's no, really, they're really... They say it's meant to to open the eyes of people who don't believe that white people have privilege. There are a lot of people who every time, um, like just like with the um, just like with the with the Oscars, people are boycotting the Oscars. Uh, there are a lot of people who say, well, every time the Oscars roll around, black people get upset and pull the race card, and they're not seeing why black people are upset. Right. You know, so, so maybe this would give them an opportunity to see. Why other races may be upset. Right. Yeah, this is a chance for them to see, you know, not only for them to go ahead and put that out, for for a person, that's like me saying, here where I live in Knoxville, Tennessee, saying that I'm going to explain to you people why I should have privileges over y'all, period. Mm-hmm. I should be privileged. That's the same thing that they're doing. That's ridiculous. Because it's so ridiculous, I want to hear what you got to say. Because no matter what you got to say, the hell if you got privileges over me. You know what I'm saying? You're the same as I am. If I take a stick or a brick and hit you in the head as hard as I can, you are going down. And you're going to bleed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I, I'm very interested in it, though, man. I, I think that's good. It's good for people to come out and maybe they'll reveal some, like I said, some crap that we haven't ever, you know, thought about. And then maybe they'll reveal some stuff that we thought about, but didn't understand. 
Buck, what do you think about it, man? Can people benefit from um, learning about the origin of white culture and how it turned into white privilege? I mean, a lot of people see Whiteness History Month and they're thinking, you know, white pride type of thing, but it's really trying to explain people how white people came into power and how it's used to their advantage. Man, I think it would be very beneficial. You know why? Because maybe it teach some of these black people how to be how to be a little bit, you know, be in tune with themselves. So, I mean, the reason why, you know, a lot of white people are where they are now is because they, one thing that they've done is stick together, um, and w- which the black race does not do enough of. So, you know, they stick together. They try to help people. You know, they try to help themselves. Um, they try to make sure they keep themselves out of situations that, you know, you know, they try to get themselves out of the poverty and things of that nature. We don't do that all the time. Um, they try to put priorities first. You know, they try to make sure that, you know, make sure they try to save some, you know, they try to, you know, they try to do the things they need to do to try to be successful and stay successful. Once they get there, they try to stay there. Um, you know, so I think it, it would be beneficial for blacks to go to that class and figure out some things because if we can kind of find out some of these some of these so-called secrets and whatnot, maybe it'll help us as a people. So I think it'd be beneficial, to be honest with you. I mean, because there's a lot of, you can always learn something from, from somebody else. You know, you know, my mom's a teacher, and I like, you know, when I've been in management in a lot of businesses and things of that nature, and I always say, you can always learn something from somebody. It doesn't matter whether they're older than you, younger than you, it doesn't matter whether they're in management, it doesn't matter whether they're just, you know, somebody that's in, in entry level. You can always learn something to better your craft. So, to, in, in order to better racial, you know, have better race relations, we need to learn from other cultures. So, I think it'd be, it could be beneficial. Okay, and um, I think that um, blacks and whites and other any race can get something out of it. I think there are, you know, a lot of white people who can probably see, or learn some things that they weren't even aware was going on, um, or maybe things that they've done that they may not even be aware that you're doing that upsets other races. And I, I don't think it's a bad idea at all. However, when you, when you brand the class or the whole, um, I guess, adventure, bold adventure, as they're referring to this thing as white whiteness history month, DR, aren't people going to just hear that name and automatically be turned off when you hear whiteness history month, don't you automatically think like bad thoughts, yeah, it, it, they should have better terminology, They, you know, because that's the first thing. you first thing you think of is the Klan or something like that when you hear that, you know, uh-huh. is whiteness. Okay, well, they're trying, to, they're trying to start up some crap. You know, you don't know that it's educational. You know, maybe a better terminology would have been educational month or something like that. You know, I don't know, white history, you know, basically is what they're doing. Just call it white history month. Caucasian history, you know, but that you're right, man. That's 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 kind of harsh. That's putting it out there, kind of like you know what that does. That that's that's to putting it out there and saying, take it how you want to take it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like we're gonna throw this out there, but we were really meaning education. We want to educate people to let them understand why we feel this way or whatever. You know why the math, but. We're gonna put, we're gonna term, terminalize it as this. We're gonna put it out there as this, just so maybe these people will think this or these people will think that. And, and to me, it seems like it's uh, because these people are educators. You know, to me, it seems like it's one of those things, man. You know, it's like let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, well, Buck. Um... This is one of those things, man, that um, I wonder how it's going to turn out. I really do. Um, Some people are looking at it as a shaming project, though, but they said that this class was created to shame white people. Do you get that from this? No, I don't think so. Um, I I don't get that. Um, But like I said, I mean, there's going to be a lot that's going to come about about this, you know, and especially in the next couple of months as we get ready to come up and they get ready to start this class. But, you know, really and truthfully, we have kind of we've come a point in this country that we gotta start making some changes somewhere. 
And, I mean, we got to start making changes. And the best way to make change is look in the damn mirror. You know, we don't need a class, a, a white history class or a black history class or any of this other stuff to try to figure out what we need to do in this country. We need to look in the damn mirror and start with your damn self first. Okay, that's the first thing. If you want to make changes, the best way to make change is make change for yourself first. So, yeah, I mean, if they want to, they want to make a white history class, so be a whiteness class, whatever you want to call it. We got Black History Month, that's fine. You want to do all that. But bottom line is, in order for us to get along with each other, we got to look in the mirror first and make that, make that change, like Mike, Mike said, make that change. All right, they are. They're having a, a biopic on Michael Jackson and a white dude's going to play him. I'm like, well, you know what? Black folks can't even get mad at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can. You, you really can't get mad. Now, you know, it's going to be a black kid playing him as a boy. But if it's a white dude playing him when he's an adult, I mean, that's about as accurate as it can get. But hey, as long um, as the motherfucker can do the food walk, I'm straight. As long as he can dance. <laughs> long All right, dance. but the class you is got, supposed to dance. teach. Yeah. Right. The class is supposed to teach what is whiteness and how it's socially constructed. Um, in what ways does whiteness emerge from the legacy of imperialism, conquest, colonialism, and the American enterprise? Who benefits from the consequences of whiteness? Who loses from whiteness and how? And what are approaches and strategies to dismantling whiteness? So um, I think they got it laid out, and I commend the Portland Community College in Oregon for taking a stab and trying to fix racism. Now, a lot of folks are saying, well, why I got to be about whites? Well, I mean, you got to start somewhere, and then you got to start with who's in power. And regardless if you agree or not, white people are winning. White people have been winning since 1492. (laughs) So, I mean, you got to start there, and then, you know, other people can get involved. And um, I don't have a problem if they did it for black people or Hispanics or whoever wants to get into it. We all have things we need to work on, and it's about time we laid it out and tried to work on it and getting it straightened out. Okay, so go ahead and get ready to shut this thing down. Boy, this will be the first show in a long time I think we've done in an hour. But uh, let me go over to Twitter. On Twitter, Ambitious Amy made a comment about the rebound uh, dude. She says, mistaken lust for love and falling too fast because of the need to heal from the last relationship. That was her answer to um, what are some of the cons of having a rebound dude in her case. And so I appreciate her chiming in on that. And so let's see, on tomorrow's show, you know we're kicking it zone coverage style, talking sports, um, 9 p.m. Eastern, we're discussing what happened this past weekend when Cam Newton put all of his foot up in the Arizona Cardinals uh, with his new (laughs) shoes. And uh, I'm pretty sure he didn't get that shoe back. And we'll talk about how Peyton Manning got over on Tom Brady again. I mean, um, Tom Brady probably wakes up with cold sweats at night every time he sees a Manning jersey. It doesn't matter what what team it's playing for. But um, the Mannings appear to own Tom Brady at this point in the postseason. And uh, that's something that's going to go down as a, a, a plus in Peyton Manning and Eli Manning's uh, legacy. And it's going to go down as a negative in the Golden Boys' uh, legacy that the Mannings always seem to beat him when it matters. So we'll get into that, maybe preview uh, the Super Bowl a little bit, not much, talk about any other sports that may come up. That's tomorrow on Zone Coverage, 9 p.m. Eastern. Go to TalkToQ.com to get more information. Then next Tuesday we'll be doing this again at 9 p.m. Eastern with more current events and relationship topics to come your way. Let's go ahead and final thoughts. DR, go ahead and break it down for me, man. Man, Good show, man. Glad it's over. <laughs> the hour. <laughs> I got to head to another one here in a minute, man, because my guy's missing. But, man, good show, man. And, you know, Buck, man, uh, that rebound thing, we, we we all thought the same way about this situation, man. You know, you got to watch yeah. yourself. Man. You got to watch yourself. 
And uh, mm-hmm. but you know, like I said, it's best to just guide those people into their place instead of uh, hurting feelings or whatever you got to do. But uh, man, and, uh, uh, the thing about uh, you talking about Cam and them, man. Good God, <laughs> boy. But and then and Brady though, I'm gonna say this: Peyton and Brady. Brady's a better playoff wins, more playoff wins, but he just can't beat Manning. And that's going to – with them saying that Brady's better than Manning, that right there is going to be a situation. Right there in itself is going to be a situation because that's when it really counts. And that's what people got to understand. In the playoffs, that's when it counts, the postseason. And if they if, – what is it? What's the meeting? What, 7-1 or something like that? In the postseason, uh-huh. I'm not sure. I think Brady, I think Manning's gotten them like the last three out of four, but I don't know what it is all time. I have to look that up. I mean, it's crazy to be like that, man. But you know, so that's going to be a factor. So everybody that was swaying towards Brady, oh, he's better. He's he's the greatest. He's the great. You got to go right back to the sheriff because look at what the sheriff just did to him. You know. <laughs> And keeps doing to him, and then telling his little brother, "Do it, you do it too." Now you hear me? <laughs> yeah, it seems that way. It looks like, uh, let's see, it looks like I'm trying to figure out what in the how in the world they got this set up. It looks like Peyton is two and three against Brady. Um. But he's won two out of the last three. Right. So, I guess if this thing is, if I'm looking at this right, I don't know. This more Wikipedia stuff. You never know what you're getting out of Wikipedia. But we'll get into all that tomorrow. Um, yeah, but go ahead and shut it down, man. Well, great show. Um, you know, common sense should prevail anytime you have a relationship. And for people out there that, you know, believe in the, you know, believe in the rebounds, you, you know, don't deprive yourself of a great human experience. The rebound may be the one that you're searching for. So you don't want to sell yourself short and, you know, sell yourself short in the blessing. That's why I don't believe in, in rebounds. I believe in making sure that thorough in my search. So make sure that, you know, you be up front with the person that you will. So therefore you don't, therefore there's no, no excess drama that you're putting on yourself or the other person. Be upfront with the other person, so therefore, you know, honesty is the best policy. So as long as you do those things right there, you know, for me, you know, or for anyone out there, you know, thinking about rebounding and stuff like that, don't worry about rebounding. Just make sure that you, you know, you don't set yourself short. Make sure you do the right thing up front. Be honest. And uh, you know what you like. Don't settle. Uh, a lot of times, you know, you know, when you're talking about rebounds, in my opinion, you settle. And if you're going to settle just to get some, man, sometimes it'd be better just to wait. So that's just my opinion on the, on the whole subject. Um, we talked, we touched on a little bit of politics. The only thing I'm going to say as far as these, these Republican and Democratic debates, please listen carefully. Don't listen to the one that's shooting his, shooting his mouth off, talking about he's going to bomb the shit out of somebody, going to build walls up and all this other shit. We need to listen to these candidates carefully. And we also have to, you know, we also have to realize that president, president doesn't have all the power. Um, the House of Re- Re- Representatives and the Senate have all the power for the most part. So, you know, y'all want to jump down Obama's throat about shit that hadn't been passed or shit didn't even do? We better start looking at the House of Representatives and Senators that's been in there for like nineteen, you know, nineteen, twenty, thirty years to get some of them bastards out of there and get some new blood in there so we can get some things done in this country. Deficits falling, you know, the president's done some good things. And um even with the difficulty from the House and the Senate. So we need to start looking, you know, Trump not necessarily the answer. The House and the Senate we need to get we need to make some changes in. And then we need to put somebody that's got some common sense that can have some diplomacy with our allies and our enemies. So let's kind of look at those things. Let's listen to these debates carefully. It's good to talk all that big talk, but you got to be able to back it up. And in my opinion, Trump can't back it up. So let's kind of look at things and 
we got a long year yet on this damn republic, you know, on this damn presidential race. So let's start li- listening to the candidates, candidates, and what and what they're putting out there that makes sense, not the bullshit. All right, and people need to um, definitely try to pay attention and get it started because the primary is starting next week. So mm-hmm. they gotta make sure to get it started, and make it happen. Yeah. So, all right, man, I appreciate you chiming in. My thanks to the Crystal Show for being a sponsor of tonight's show. Uh, Shouts out to Jeff Benjamin, who just joined the chat room. Sorry you're coming in on the tail end of the show. You can um, get, like I said, a calendar on upcoming shows at TalkToQ.com. You can find me on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Apps, Spreaker. Anywhere there is a podcast aggregator, the TalkToQ Radio show is there. Check us tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern. Everyone have a good night. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Call it, go ahead. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. <laughs> you want to be my blog lover. My name is Quincy. The Talk to Q Radio Show. But I do believe that the love for money and power most of the time outweighs their love for women. And this is my show. That's what I was saying too. I think I'm just doing a lot of shows with this. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World?